0: Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast I'm your host Max Mosher. We finally get to talk about Spider-Man returning to the MCU. We talk then about Fortnite and the end storyline they put in. We're going to talk about our reaction to that. We get into what's hot, what's not, talking about Martin Scorsese and Jennifer Aniston. And then we finally close the show out with our top five Star Wars characters of all time. So sit back and relax and enjoy the Infinity Bros podcast. Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, here today with you. So grateful to be with you here on episode 20. We've got a great show we're going to go through today uh, with three other Infinity Bros. We're going to start off with uh, my sworn enemy, uh, the person that um, haunts my dreams, Mark Jones.
1: I'm just glad that I'm in your dreams. At least one of us is. Um, But yeah, thanks for introducing me as your enemy.
0: You're welcome. I thought that would be a really great Halloween gift for you.
1: Thanks. Love you too.
0: Are you planning on not dressing up like a total Todd this Halloween? Like you've been doing the last, oh. like, you know, every day of your
2: life? Yeah, well, I already. Or like, what's kind of your game you're, plan? You're
1: right. I already, I already dress up like a Joker, so why would I need to change for Halloween?
2: Yeah. Or are you, yeah, you going to pull a gym and just like right? Hey, book can I introduce you face? first before you start interrupting <laughs> and interjecting? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay, guys,
0: this is Isaac. Hey, Go ahead. Hey, 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 everybody. Yeah,
3: Isaac, how dare you cut somebody off? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. By the way, speaking of people who cut people off, that's Jared. <laughs> Jared, say hi. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> We're so glad you're with us. However, you're listening, wherever you're listening, uh, thank you for being with us. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Infinity Bros. Look for the. Infinity Gauntlet, thumbs up. It'll take you there. We're going to talk about a couple things. Uh, we gave our Joker spoiler review last episode. We did not get to talk about Spider-Man going back to Marvel. We will talk about that. Last night, Fortnite had its big The End event. We're going to break that down. Some of us haven't played Fortnite in a while, but we're going to talk about that and uh, kind of the predictions of what we see coming with that. We'll do a little hotter snot, and we'll end it with the top five star wars characters of all time i'm sure we will have some interesting debates and conversation around that but but mark uh, how are you doing this fine week are you having an okay week
1: yeah my, my week's fine why, why do you ask
0: i don't know i just wanted to check in and i felt like we had a rocky start so i felt like you know i need to maybe loosen up and ask how you're doing
1: doing great great
2: isaac how are you doing <laughs> i am doing fantastic and I'm excited yeah. to be here with the hashtag Infinity Bros Universe tonight.
0: Did you where did you go for the weekend? You were somewhere I
2: was at my brother's in South Dakota. Um yeah, and it was that it was really horrible. fun. Uh yeah, South Dakota is horrible, but it was fun to hang out with my brother. So I'm glad to be back in the homeland in Minnesota. But yeah, it was Jarrett,
0: Jared, how is Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were ending. I apologize. Jarrett, how is the whole uh you know, not having much electricity thing going for you out west in Montana.
3: Oh, I love it. I love that my power constantly kicks off and my internet works only half <laughs> the time. I'm all about it.
1: Do you guys take turns <laughs> on the bicycle that, you know, turns your electricity? Like, is bicycle. James old enough to get, to get out? Oh, but <laughs> no. <laughs> my bad. James
2: just use telekinesis <laughs> on it and just runs yeah. it all day.
3: <laughs> Wait, what makes you think? Right. What makes you think we're uh, technologically advanced enough to have a bicycle? <laughs> Wait, come on, wait,
2: y'all. wait, what's, what's electricity? What are you talking about? Yeah,
3: <laughs> for real.
0: Bold of you to, for you to assume that we, uh, we have electricity. Let's, let's go ahead and break down the top, the first topic. And it's been a while since it happened. It, it happened as crazy as it sounds. This happened two and a half weeks ago. We never got around to talking about it, but I still think it's really important to talk about Spider-Man's back in Disney in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Isaac. Praise the
2: Lord above.
1: Do you think Uncle Ben comes back too? Do you think he he's coming back in the deal? <laughs> no,
2: no, unfortunately he's not coming back. And uh, it was
0: first reported by, I believe, The Verge is who I saw first, but I could be wrong on that. Um, but basically the agreement is that Disney originally wanted a 50-50 cut. Disney will do 25% of the payment. Uh, towards the film they will still get to retain their their, um, toy rights but they're going to do one produce one more movie that'll be spider-man 3 and then they will go ahead and add spider-man to one more team-up movie to be named i would assume that's an avengers movie maybe it's a crossover movie of some other kind i don't know but, Isaac, what was your first reaction when you heard this news? Obviously, it was a little while ago, so different stuff came up, and Joker obviously took over this podcast last episode. But, man, how are you feeling about this? Because I know we talked about this, and you predicted that they'd come back.
2: Yeah, I think it was always in the cards that they were going to come back, and I, I'm ecstatic about it. Like, I I just obviously love Spider-Man, so any any way that his character can interact with other uh marvel cinematic universe characters i'm all about it so i'm excited for another uh very well done uh disney spider-man movie and i'm excited to see what other team-up movie that's going to be uh it'll be interesting to see if that will be an avengers movie because i feel like the next avengers movie is going to be quite a few years down the road so I wonder, I wonder if they'll put him in a different movie before the next Avengers movie comes out. I don't know. We'll see. And then I'm sure this whole debacle will come up again after that all happens, and we'll have another hissy fit about who gets Spider-Man after that movie is over. So, Mark, you and I have been pretty pro Scroll
0: in the marvel cinematic universe do you think that spider-man is going to be a scroll at the end of all of this
1: i guess we will have to find out i mean i just wanted
0: to get that out of the way ahead of time before you put that out there i feel like (laughs) everybody's a scroll
1: have you heard (laughs)
0: everyone's a (laughs) scroll. not to get off
1: topic but still on topic have you heard that uh um the rumor that tony stark is like still alive and he's like in the ether or something like that you heard that heard that stuff
2: no, I have not. I've heard rumblings that he will come back as an AI, which I think is a, a comic book storyline. But I feel like Robert Downey Jr. is kind of just done with it. So we'll see. If he's doing Dr. Doolittle, then nothing's really beneath right. him.
0: That's <laughs> true. Right? What's wrong with
1: Dr. Doolittle?
0: <laughs> the trailer looks horrible. <laughs> looks, that's what's wrong with oh it. Well,
1: did, you also said that about the Joker. so mm,
0: That's true. I did not. I gave it like a four yeah, out of six. It is what it is, Max.
1: What do, do you give, give it like a one out of six? Trailer. I
0: would, I would give it a two, two out of six. Okay, yeah, that's what I'd give it to. Because you, you yeah.
1: don't like animals and stuff, I get you. It's all right.
0: No, Jarrett, um, is Uncle Ben going to die in Spider-Man Three?
3: Absolutely, and, and if nothing else, is because they're just sick of all the letters that Isaac has been sending to them. Yep. Every day, every day,
2: every day since Tom Holland has been cast as Spider-Man, I've been sending letters. <laughs> I'm interested Mark what do
0: you think this fourth movie is going to be about because obviously Amy Pascal in the article I'll, I'll post this article to the show notes Amy Pascal according to Dark Horizons has been talking about the third movie setting up a Sinister Six movie that will happen after that movie so I'm assuming
1: so you're talking Spider-Man I'm assume- Man
0: 4 yeah
1: I bet it. so the Spider-Man 3 is the last Disney involved movie correct so Spider-Man Four will probably involve Venom and whatever characters they still have left in Sony would be my would be my guess.
0: I mean, do you think they're doing a Sinister Six movie first, then going to the Spider Verse with Madame Web, or do you think they're going to go the invert route?
1: I think they're going to do so like let's say they set up Sinister Six and he's like overwhelmed with the amount of villains he has, so he's to befriend Venom to like team up and help him defeat bad people and stuff
3: gosh i hope that's not what they do but we'll see jared what do you want to see in spider-man 3 i'd love to see i mean i don't think we're getting anything like spider-verse but a nice nod to it would be cool like hey maybe this is something coming down the line what i don't want to see is another bad green goblin and again i'm not going to say that william defoe's green goblin was bad because he wasn't but i hated the suit i think his acting was on point um so as long as we don't get a a really really bad Green Goblin, I don't care what the movie's about. They've been doing awesome so far.
0: Isaac, what do you want his cameo to be in Avengers for? Like, what what is know. your what's gonna like check the box off for you as a Spider Man MCU fan? That okay, he's gone. I'm cool
2: with it.
1: Saves Uncle Ben.
0: I didn't ask you. I asked Isaac. I
2: would I would love to see, and this might I don't know. I, I've been hearing kind of rumblings too, and this is all just theory like stuff. But I've been hearing that. There could potentially be like a Secret Wars Battle battle World movie down the line. And it would be really, really cool to see Black Suit symbiote Spider-Man. Uh, so that would be something that I'd love to see. I, I'm i honestly just cool with whatever. I, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man, and I'm just ready to see what they're going to do next. I think for Spider-Man 3, I'd love to see Kraven or at least some other... Um, spider-man villain that we haven't seen on screen yet i don't know i just they, they've just done a couple villains over again and it'd be nice to it'd be nice to see a new fresh one and mysterio was perfect it was just it was just you know n- never done before
3: live live action really cool i i know we've had joe magley mag oh, i'm not even somebody help me with this joe meganello thank yeah. you <laughs> I, I butchered his name the last time we mentioned it as craven too yeah we need him as Craven. I know he's been a Spider-Man before, but like, oh, he'd be so good as Craven. I, I feel like that's
1: what you what we set up, or they set up for, uh, after Mysterio, like, outing him as Spider-Man. It's still like, that would totally introduce him, like, oh, I'm going to go hunt Spider-Man because I know who he is, so I can hunt him yeah. down.
2: Yeah, I think that would be a sweet uh, Spider-Man 3. That would be really cool. And then, you know, they've already got a bunch of those villains, like uh, Scorpions in jail. Um, Shocker is still around, you know. They they've got a couple of those villains that they could help form the Sinister Six if they oh did go that direction.
3: So, craven's last hunt into a Sinister Six movie dude, would be so oh good. Oh
2: man, that would be that would be awesome. Whew, whew.
0: It, it would You're be really. Excited, I, I mean,
2: I guess Isaac, I, I want to get back to the comment of
0: Avengers Four because when all this went down, we were all super disappointed. And the thing I heard when I when I heard the details of this report, the the thought that came to my head was, okay, we're just going to redo this process here in four to five years. And I don't know if I'm like cool with that, to be honest, I don't know if I'm happy with (laughs) meaning, meaning what, though, like redo what process, meaning like I think I think we're going to get Spider-Man three is going to be good, but it's still going to set up another thing, right? It's not there's not going to be closure there might be like some closure for maybe some marvel characters in it like happy hogan and you know these these loose ends they kind of got there but i just don't see i just don't see that movie giving me closure and then going to an avengers movie where basically they're setting up this brand new big bad whether that is um galactus doom or or annihilation yeah. that might be doing the annihilation storyline they could do doom um they could do the scroll versus Kree. I just don't know personally how I walk out of Avengers 4 after what I just went through excited about this. So it's weird for me to hear you say this because we were both pretty disappointed in this, emotional and very passionately disappointed in this. I feel like we're just going to relive this and maybe Marvel's just like maybe they're just going one deal at a time moving forward. Maybe that's kind of the thought process. But it sounds to me like Sony is saying, "No, we're going to build our own universe." And part of the agreement for Kevin Feige was, "I'm going to help you build this, kind of give you a little blueprint." Right. And that so, so that
2: was something interesting about this deal was that um Sony this deal, I I got to look more into the actual specifics, but it it sounded like it wasn't going to be exclusive between the MCU and Sony. So potentially after this deal is over, Tom Holland could cross over and still be Spider-Man in the Sony. He still movies. can do that right now. That's always been part of right. The deal. Yeah, and he could do that right now, <laughs> right. Yeah. But at that point, Sony's gonna have more of a universe or whatever you want to call it with Morbius and maybe some other spin-off characters that they decide to do. But it'll be really interesting to see how they handle that ending of spider-man in the mcu if there ever is one i know there was a rumor a while ago hear me out okay okay, i'll go go over
1: i got something for you what if the third movie is your spider-verse movie and we get two versions of tom holland spider-man and we so that's how you know in some contractual like thing they set up is like you get tom holland as this spider-man in the mcu and then we control tom holland as a different spider-man in the sony universe
2: Weren't you the one saying that uh, Max was just outside his mind for suggesting a live action uh, into the Spider Verse movie? <laughs> <Mark>? He <was. laughs> Call
1: I'm up. just feeding <laughs> what Max wants.
2: Okay. <laughs> no, they're not going to do a live action. No, it it might come down the line, but this is not going to happen in the next five years. Like this, there's no way they could build a live action Spider Verse in the next five years. There's just too much they need to set up. So I think. That is a good point you bring up, though, Max, about, like, closure. I was just going to mention there was a rumor floating around before the deal got closed was that Disney was looking at buying the rights for Spider-Man for, like, $10 billion. Apparently, the rumor now is they are considering offering them $5 billion for that because that is
0: basically, if you look at Sony, they have James Bond and a couple other properties, but that's about it in terms of pure value on the market right now. Their IP is pretty limited after Spider-Man, so does Marvel just go, "Hey, we want to do five million dollars"? But I mean, the the rip on that is, Marvel just went into comp- huge debt to buy Fox. How could they f- possibly find the money to do that?
1: I'm sure they have wealth and stuff that they could, you know.
0: You think so? Get a you loan. think they could accumulate some wealth th- and put it on? They already it up have it. There? You think so?
2: Yeah. I mean, okay. I feel like they no. They could probably just put a no Disney contractual... world as like collateral. <laughs> Collateral.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't think Disney's hurting right now, to be honest. No, <laughs> I don't think they are. I'm
0: not saying they're hurting. The point I'm saying is like, they just made a big deal. Their investors might be like, no, we don't want to spend more money. We need to really invest.
2: Well, in what Right, we just but purchased. now, now that they have this deal, it could be five to seven years before they need to make another deal. Like this is a couple years down the road we're talking about. So maybe at that point, then they look at, hey, instead of doing this every two or three movies why don't we just buy the rights of spider-man i don't know do you think that they will sell spider-man to disney i i don't think they will but i i mentioned this maybe two or three episodes ago it was a miracle that sony and disney made a deal in the first place at all to make uh spider-man movies so i don't think it's impossible i don't think it's probable but i don't think it's impossible so if anybody can do it disney probably
3: can i think i think if you're disney's investors right now and you're looking at this situation right disney has been kind of riding a high for a bu- for a while and like if you're looking at this realistically you could say like okay this is a bubble that's eventually going to pop um, but i think they've shown that they've been able to stand the test of time for what a, a decade and a half now or however long it's been since you know iron man and so if you're an investor looking at this, that I think you're right in saying like that is a bit of a gamble. And do they settle down and deal with the Fox properties? Um, or I do- think financially it is a gamble. I, I like I, I do want to
0: interject on that point. Like, yes, they do have income and they've got the Disney World and, and all this all like Disney Plus and all this stuff. But I really do think it's a financial gamble to put five billion dollars out there and get your return on investment back. Like, I just don't know how that.
1: All right, guys, this is what we do. We're going to pool our money in. We're going to buy some stock in Disney and we're going to go to Disney and make these decisions happen. <laughs> How much money yeah, are we talking about? You, got I mean, enough. you certainly have enough money to
2: go make those choices, Mark. Okay. So what is the price point though, that this is a good deal and Disney should definitely do it? Like we were talking one to 2 billion a while ago. We I've heard I heard ten billion. You heard five billion. They just bought Fox for three right, billion. Exactly. So what is what is the price point that Spider Man is worth this investment? Like for sure, he's not worth five billion. You don't think he's worth, he's not five? worth five? He's worth two and a half. I think he's worth five. I don't think he's and
0: worth it's, ten. And think
1: about this: it's it's the filming rates. Right. They already they already own like all the merchandise right. and all that stuff. Where like they bought Star Wars for four billion, and that included, you know. Except for the first three movies, everything else.
0: So, Mark, here's the part where I'm going to blow your mind, okay? This is yeah. what's going to happen, I think. Ready? Go on. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. What if Apple buys Sony? Shut your
1: mouth. Oh, my gosh. That'll be exclusive. <laughs> Apple and buys you, have Sony. So you can only watch on Apple stuff?
0: No, 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 no. Part of the agreement with Disney, I mean, with Marvel and uh, Sony is that Sony has to produce it. If Sony sells the rights, they go back to Marvel. So if Apple were to say, hey, we have to compete with these other markets, we're going to buy Sony and just be like, you know what, let Marvel have Spider-Man, leave it be. And, and that way Sony can't help out Marvel anymore.
1: Well, now we do need to pile our money together and buy stock yeah, at Disney to make real. this not happen.
0: <laughs> I
2: think we need to go to Apple so personally. I think <laughs> Disney then... goes to Apple and is like, hey, we'll just we'll just pay you guys a billion or two billion to buy Sony. I'm just saying that's more realistic to me than
0: Disney paying five billion. Because I think five billion is way too much. I don't think Spider Man's worth it even right now at his peak. Like I think at his peak
2: it's it, that's not worth it. Yeah, but if you if you were having this argument when Spider-Man 2 or 3 with Tobey Maguire was being made, and you would have said that Spider-Man was at his peak then, now you look back and there's five, six more Spider-Man movies that all made 700 million plus. Like, if you're planning on making Spider-Man movies for 20 more uh, years... I don't think
1: Spider-Verse made that much money.
2: No, Spider-Verse didn't, but all the other live-action Spider-Mans did... If you're making spider-man movies for twenty plus more years you're gonna make your money back and some it'll be it'll be worth your investment at five billion I don't buy that he's not worth five billion
1: remember it's just film rights like they probably make more money in merchandise than
0: yep I would argue it's better to move on from him and invest the time that you would in him into miss Marvel
1: and the fact that they bought all that like you said they bought all that Fox property. So they have a bunch of Fox characters that they can use, like use that.
0: People are going to go bananas for the fantastic four.
2: They're going to go, they're going to go crazy. They did. They did back then when those crappy movies were made. Well, and this is the same, this is the same argument we were talking about before though. Cause I remember Jarrett mentioned on a podcast, uh, probably two or three episodes ago that they don't need Spider-Man and they don't, they really don't, but they went and got him anyways because they wanted them. So I mean it's just it's just gonna come down to people like Spider-Man. So they're gonna invest in a character that people want. Even if it even if it might not be worth it financially. No, I, I agree that Spider-Man is the most valuable
0: property of all the superheroes. I think he's worth more than Batman. I really do. I think IP wise he's worth more than Batman. If you look at like every little thing that he sells, I think he's there. The point I'm trying to kind of communicate here is People are saying that Disney will buy him for five billion. I don't think they will. I just don't think they will. And I think Disney knows that they they can they can do what they need to do. And it's perfect now because now Disney can really have closure and move on. They really can move on. And I think they should. I'm just I guess when I heard the deal, I was like, we're just gonna go through this again. We're just having to go all the way through this whole process again in four or five years. And they're gonna leave us on a cliffhanger because Kevin Feige's a dick. And he, he controls the narrative of the of one of the biggest storylines in all of human cinema history. I mean, just like it's frustrating. So I don't know. That's all yeah. I'm trying to that's yeah, the point I I'm trying you. to kinda of make here. I but, don't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah. So uh Jarrett, any comments before we move on?
3: I just think like the it'll be interesting to see how this goes in the next couple of years. And I think the fact that there was the initial hit where I mean, we, like we're saying, Spider-Man's back in the MCU, but he's not really. Um, and I think the ripple effect of that original them not coming to an agreement is going to hurt us down the line. Whether they agree to, you know, pull Spider-Man out and, and you know, buy it all together or whatever. Uh, I think some of the damage has already been done to the point where uh, I, I really don't see this ending as well as we wanted to with like maybe a clone saga and a live action spider verse and all these other things but i'm still hopeful I, I don't think this is the end of the world i just don't think it's as good as it could have been had they reached a an agreement sooner i
1: guess we'll just see what the future has in store for us i don't think they'll buy it for buy spider-man's filming rights for five billion dollars but we'll just see what happens
0: yeah we'll see it will be interesting. Uh, the release date of the Spider-Man movie will be July sixteenth, twenty twenty-one. It'll have probably the word home in it.
3: Seems to be the thing where they're doing. What's your
0: hold it? Do you know what you? Yeah, that seems to be the thing that they've been trying to do. Jared, do you, any guesses on the name?
3: Oh geez, uh, Spider-Man, Home, Honey, We Shrunk the Kids, Home Alone Three, I don't Homeward know. Bound.
2: There you go. Sp- <laughs> home sweet home.
3: Home sweet Spider- home Spider
2: Man Home Sweet Home. Home sweet home. That sounds pretty good. That's a good it's one. Homeward too. bound though. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. those a lot. Hashtag
0: Spider homeward Bound. Let's transfer over to Fortnite. Uh whether you play Fortnite or not, this is a pretty big story. Um reading from Business Insider. Uh the final Fortnite season ten event ended suddenly. When every player's screen going black and showing a black hole graphic, instead, as millions of gamers turned into streams into their own games, they suddenly lost the ability to log in. The only action on display is an exit button, and the official Fortnite Twitter account tweeted, this is the end. It's likely not the actual end of Fortnite, the wildly popular Battle Royale game that's been taking the gaming community by storm since 2017, but the game map that fans have been used to for the last two years is likely going to be re- replaced with a new setting um, did any of you get to watch
2: a clip of kind of what's been going on with this, Isaac? I actually posted one on the Infinity Bros Twitter page, so if you guys want to go check that out, you are welcome to. And they're actually they're not live streaming the event, which obviously ended. But if you go to the uh, Fortnite Twitter page, they're live streaming the black hole, like they live streamed the event. And then they've been live streaming the black hole since the event, which was like six hours ago now. Six hours of a black hole, and I'm on I'm on Twitter right now. There's thirty thousand people watching a live stream of a black hole. Like nothing is happening. There's thirty thousand people watching it, and at certain points, I've kind of just like kind of keep kept updated throughout the night. Something has happened. Have you heard the news? What?
0: This is news to you. The numbers 11 146 oh, okay. 15 and 62 have appeared um, they were just shown there in the stream I have no idea what they mean they have something
3: to do um, with the visitors' audio file you think so yeah. that's the that's the big no, speculation don't. that everybody's jumping on right now okay
0: all right Jared, what did you think of this event?
3: I think this is like probably one of the most brilliant marketing schemes. That anybody has ever done, and like, okay, so so we rag on Fortnite, and I think it's kind of the the cool thing to do, you know. But they they have found ways to keep people coming back, even when we thought that this was a game that was completely dead. Um, and I think it just goes to show the the staying power of this sort of thing. Which again, like I bring this up every time we talk about Fortnite, they took a game that was about surviving the zombie apocalypse and turned it into. Probably the most popular video game of the past decade. Um, mm. And they they cannot find a way to, like, they, they just don't burn out, which is what we've been expecting. So um, I, I don't know if this will bring me back to Fortnite, but I'm interested to see what happens for sure. Uh, and I think you're it's such a big
0: Apex guy, though, Jarrett. Have, and, and I don't want to rip on Apex, no, no, I'm just kind of from your perspective here. Do you feel like Apex has kind of struggled because Fortnite has not died out?
3: Uh I, I, I would say yes to a degree. I think they've been able to stay relevant with maybe a different community. I think Fortnite will always be a little more approachable for the younger generation. And I think, you know, for as hard of a time as we give it, like my my nephew loves Fortnite. And, like, I will never rag on it in front of him because I think that's awesome that he has this community that he's built with his friends for it. So I think that's it's almost comparing apples to oranges where these are marketed to two very different groups. Um, and I think these events that they do and stuff like this are, the, are marketing ploys to get back that older uh, gaming generation as opposed to their stable, you know, younger generation. And, and I do think... At moments like this, it does hit Apex a little bit, but I don't think they're hurting. I don't think they're burning out because of you know they released a new map uh, already. Um, they've been releasing new heroes like crazy. Um, I think Apex is doing all right right now, but I'm interested to see how everything looks, you know, in the next 24 hours or whatever. See, but I haven't even heard about that stuff with
0: Apex. I heard about this right away. Sure, that's fair. I do think
1: I do think Fortnite is more
3: talked year. about. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: I feel like someone who's in control of uh, Fortnite saw an episode of South Park where Cartman buys the, or gets the the theme park and only lets himself play in it and then slowly lets more and more people come in because he needs, you know, repairs and stuff to make money. And then it, you know, booms again. So I think they're just, like Jared said, it's it's going to be like a relaunch in a sense and more people are going to come and play it and get the people back that... You know, I haven't played in six months, like myself.
0: Mm-hmm. That hopped off the bandwagon, Isaac. Are you going back to play Fortnite?
2: I've actually never deleted it, like some people have. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably hop back on and just see what the heck is going on in it. I'm, I'm not expecting to spend hours and hours and hours in Fortnite anymore. It's just to me, it just is a game that I am over at this point. Even though all this is is very exciting and very interesting. But, uh, yeah, it's just not something that I think I will be investing a lot more time in. But I definitely will play a couple matches just to kind of check it out and see see what's going on. Mark, will you go back to Fortnite?
3: I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible, Max. You know that. Jared? Um, no, honestly, I don't think I'm going to re-download it unless something really drastic happens and again i'm not going to take away what would need to
0: be drastic for you to come back i want to i want to know what drastic they is. shut it's down promises. they
3: shut down apex yeah. so yeah no tell me what drastic uh, I is. i think so okay so this is a good marketing scheme but what does it actually change you know what i mean like nothing about the way the game is played other than you can't play it has changed now if they come back and it looks extremely different uh maybe the building is different maybe the weapons are all completely gone and it's a, co- a class-based system that would be something that would reinterest me, but if they launch it and it's like, oh, we got a new map and here's a couple new guns, I could care less. Um, not to take away from people who do that's enjoy it, I think Apex that's did. awesome for them. But I'm I'm just over it by now. I don't want to try to outbuild people. I don't want to play against people on PC when I'm on PS4. I'm just, it's not my thing anymore.
0: Yeah, I think I would tend to agree as well. Let's get into hotter snot. Hotter snot is where we talk about the things in pop culture that are affecting us today. Uh, we re- we are going to rank and rate these things using our rating system. This may be your first time with us, so we want to make sure you're familiar with what that looks like. We're going to put that bumper right here. All right, Isaac, let's start with you. What's hot and snot for you, man?
2: All right. Uh, Okay, well, I'll start with my hot, since we've kind of been, we touched on it a little bit. My first one is Apex Season 3. I have been playing apex quite a bit since uh it came out in february i believe and it kind of honestly took the place of Fortnite for me it's just a game that i can be more competitive in and i don't have to build anything and it's it honestly kind of fizzled out for me again like at the end of season maybe two or so i i just wasn't super excited to play it or anything like that but this uh, new season, they came out with a new map, and they have a new hero or uh, legend or whatever you want to call them, and it is actually like I, I've been actually itching to play it, which hasn't happened since basically Apex started. I feel like Apex had a very sharp like growing uh, curve like right away when everybody knew it was coming out, and then it kind of plateaued, and I think this this season has gotten people it's slowly growing again it's not i wouldn't say it's a sharp growing curve again but it it, i feel like it's growing again because this new map is actually really excited exciting i should say and i've been just yeah i've been itching to play it again and especially with people that um have abandoned me (laughs) Jarrett. uh so uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. And if you haven't checked out season three of Apex, I would. And you have played Apex before, I would definitely recommend going and checking that out. Uh, my next thing is actually Dead by Daylight came out, uh, I believe, about two weeks ago now, with a expansion that is Stranger Things themed, and you can play. So if you guys aren't familiar with Dead by Daylight, it's an asymmetrical a horror game, um, one person is the killer, and four people play as survivors, and you basically are in a map and try to survive and escape the map before the killer kills you, and one of the killers is a Demogorgon, and they came out with two new characters, which are Steve and Nancy from Stranger Things, so I'm really excited to play that, and I think it's uh, 11.99 dollars um, on, it's like an add-on for the base game. So, that's kind of a bummer that it's a little bit expensive for just an add on. But I think I might actually purchase it because it, it's just really cool that they're integrating themes like Stranger Things. And they've done other stuff too, like Halloween and um, Nightmare and Elm Street and stuff like that. So, I think that's really cool. And I might actually uh, dabble in that a little bit by the end of our um, spooky season Twitch streams. So,. Um, Stay tuned for that uh, Twitch.tv slash the Infinity Bros. So, come check that out. And uh, speaking of our Twitch streams, what's on my hot list also is that Max joined us for some Friday the Thirteenth last night. And Max, I'm I'm honestly so proud of you. Like I've never been more proud of you <laughs> oh as a my friend. Gosh. I I'm I I just <laughs> like when you actually said that you were going to do it. I. I like actually like my mouth was wide open. I, I was floored. I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's a, he actually said he's gonna do it." And I and I honestly did not even expect you to do it after you told us you were gonna do it. I thought you were just messing with us again. But um, <laughs> if you guys haven't heard the story, Jarrett basically bamboozled Max into playing uh, Friday the 13th. Thir-
0: no bamboozling was no bamboozling. Well, the occurred.
2: bamboozle occurred when you weren't the bamboozle was on the audience right not right on okay me. yeah that's that's fair um the if you guys because i saw the whole time i was like oh, right, yeah, right. Yeah, I get, I get if you, you follow us on social media um there was a post that max apparently wrote that said he would get uh he would play friday the 13th with us if we got 10 likes and that was actually Jarrett uh posing as max so props to Jarrett. No, surprise for, <laughs> surprise props to Jarrett for bamboozling everybody Um, We got plenty of likes. I think across all social media platforms, I think we got like 50-ish likes or something like that. So we got plenty of likes. And Max is such a man of his fake word that he downloaded (laughs) Friday the
3: 13th and played with us last night. Max is such a man of my word. (laughs) Of Jarrett. He's He's such a man of Jarrett's word (laughs) that
2: he actually downloaded and played with it last night. And there are going to be so many awesome clips from that stream. Like, it was so much fun. Mark, I'm really bummed you didn't join us for that because that would have been a blast.
1: I was I was hanging out with, with my fiance Kelly, so I'm sorry. Mm. Oh, okay, guys, yeah, but I don't want to blame her. It's not her fault.
3: That's you know what? That's awesome, and and I'm proud of you. I'm just not a better friend. A bit of a spoiler though. Like, n- not only did Max play with us, but he played so well as uh, the killer that he made our random player cuss on stream. I mean, you won't hear him cuss on stream because I I switched over to the. Yeah, to the in-game yeah, it was, chat. It, but it wasn't like, in our party chat, yeah. Holy cow, this man was raging at Max.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, that was that was pretty
3: yeah, great. Yeah, Max pop Yeah, you
2: off. you great. did well, actually. I was I was very impressed, Max. But I've again, I have never been more proud of you as a friend, Max, than when you when you got on and played something with us that could potentially give you nightmares and put yourself at risk. So I I am so proud of you as a friend and I love you and appreciate you for that. So, one more thing on my hot list. Um, the PlayStation Plus October game. Apparently, I'm all about gaming in my hot and snot today. So, uh, yeah. That's okay. I, I will go a different direction oh, good, for good. you. Good. So, don't okay. worry about it. Uh, the PlayStation Plus uh, October games are just really, really great games. So, they have the show 19, which is uh, MLB The Show 19, which is the uh, PlayStation exclusive uh, baseball game that... Uh, that Sony PlayStation has, and I've I've been waiting to have a baseball game for a long time. I have a really hard time buying sports games because I know they're going to come out with a new version the next year, so I haven't bought one for a long time. So it's really cool that this one is free, and I've heard it's really great. I've never actually played the, the show before, so I'm really excited to check that out and finally have a baseball game to play at any point. And then the other one is The Last of Us, which is a also a great PlayStation exclusive that I have not played before, and I'm excited to play for the first time. Um, I'm going to try to uh, play through some of it solo on our Twitch stream. So if you guys want to check out twitch.tv slash Bros, the underscore infinity underscore bros, uh, we'll hopefully have some of that being streamed uh, the rest of October here. And um, it's just, I'm really excited for it because... Zane uh, has played it before, and he says it's fantastic. So I'm excited for that. And then The Last of Us Two is coming out next year, so I'll get all hyped for for the second one uh, to come out. So that is my hot list. Uh, my snot list is actually we mentioned it in the first couple minutes of this podcast. That Doolittle trailer, holy crap! That dude, that's on my snot.
0: Oh my that's on my gosh. snot list too. I'll I I didn't even.
2: <laughs> I didn't even bother watching it when it came out on, on like the social media, but I was watching football tonight, and it was on uh, when I was watching football, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, What will save this movie is Robert Downey Jr. will probably do a great job and will probably be at least semi-watchable, but... <laughs> We've already had how many Doolittle movies? Like, why? I, I don't understand why Doctor Doolittle is a cultural phenomenon. Like, why is a person talking to animals so interesting to people? What do you guys think that is?
0: I mean, Eddie Murphy. Killed oh yeah, the role he did
2: great years ago. I think
0: that's part of it.
2: The old Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, really the old, and I've seen I the old one, and obviously, I've seen the first uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Dr. Doolittle and those are great but it's like I think we're in this culture of rebooting movies and it just it's just sickening to me that we need another Dr. Doolittle movie and how many f- sequels did Eddie Murphy's Doolittle come out I think there was like four and he wasn't even in the last two or something like that it was just just ridiculous I just feel like we we have overplayed this character and it it's not needed at all and the the trailer did absolutely nothing to make me change my mind about that. It was it was not a good trailer. So that is on my snot list. And then my last thing on my snot list is all the backlash that is coming for uh the Joker movie. Um where are you hearing this? I haven't heard Oh, you you'll know what I'm talking about when I when I get into it a little bit. But first of all, it's just all the all the news outlets that are reporting all the negative uh, feedback or publicity, you know that that it could lead to violence and stuff like that. And you guys even mentioned last week that there were cops at your theaters like I don't know if they were searching people. There weren't oh, any at mine, so but I just there's just like a panic almost that this movie has instilled in people and I just it's definitely not needed, because this is an R-rated movie. Like, I think there's several news outlets, CNN included, that have basically written articles about how this Joker movie is not good for kids. And it's like, yeah, duh, it's an R-rated movie. It's not supposed to be for kids. And then I saw a tweet also that is bashing the movie about its use of uh I can't remember the song name but it's the one Gary Glitter wrote and when he's dancing on the stairs it's like the stadium uh like hype song basically and Gary Glitter is a convicted child uh or a pedophile and I heard people like basically bashing the Joker movie for using that song in its soundtrack and I was like okay so are we just going to ignore the hundreds of other movies that have that in their soundtrack not to mention it's played at every sporting event ever like it's just a little ridiculous all the all the silly things that they're coming up with to bash the Joker movie about and it just for me it's like okay I think you're just nitpicking and trying to find something wrong with this movie at this point well there's a couple things here first off
0: Robbie and I said this last week in our Joker review. This movie is dangerous because some people will misinterpret this movie. I'm a firm believer that you should have the ability to watch a movie that has basically anything within reason on it. Um, and I think I think this is this is a piece of art. and if we're gonna start critiquing and micromanaging every piece of art, that's just a slippery slope. And I think, I think, uh, yeah, it probably will lead to some knuckleheads. I I will agree to that. Where I won't agree is the freedom of seeing it and the freedom of liking it. The freedom of liking this movie is really critical to me. And and we talked about this yesterday, Isaac. How we have kind of these hyper right wing conservative mothers who are emailing us. This is the start of demonic um, anti hero worship, and and that's that's first off. That's a very radical. Um, hyperbole and don't tell me that the generation that gave us which we'll talk about later Darth Vader um, is going to be able to sit here and tell me that I can't like a villain or can't enjoy a movie about a character study that's real and raw authentic and deep and it felt it felt authentic and of all the people to bash this movie I think this show in particular had every bit of ammo in the chamber to do it right
2: and I I think yeah, I I'll, I'll agree with you that yes, this movie could be dangerous as viewed by somebody who uh does not discern it correctly, basically. But I mean, it's not like it's the first psychological thriller that has ever been created. Like
1: I mean, you just go taxi. Right.
2: Yeah. The movie's based off I mean, of that. I mean, you could you could pick out you could pick out so many movies that could be "Quote unquote dangerous for people to watch if they don't interpret it correctly. Any movie correctly. can be
1: considered right, dangerous. exactly.
2: So that how many how many episodes
0: of Law and Order SQ oh, yeah. have right. there been with like child right. molesters? I'm just sorry, like get out of here. Yeah. That's watched every yeah. day by by older adults all the time.
2: And it's because this those had, people
1: are being told by you know whatever media source they list they listen or watch that this is how they should think. They don't think for themselves anymore. They let themselves." Be brainwashed, and they're telling us that we're being brainwashed, but in fact, they are. I got I got
0: something to add onto this later, but I'll share it in my hotter snot, Isaacs. Okay.
2: So yeah. So so that, so that but, was that was yeah, the last thing moving. on my snot, but it just it just irks me that all of this is coming about in a movie that you know it's not the first of its kind. It's not it's not like some. Groundbreaking new thoughts and ideas like these kind of movies have been around. I, I would disagree that it's not groundbreaking. I think this well, movie yeah, is yeah, as a
0: film, like just as not a for the reasons film, that you're saying, not as a like idea or concept. I would disagree with that. I think this is a wonderful. I think this is one of the best comic book movies slash piece of film I ever. Didn't, and I, think I didn't it's, say it wasn't. It's an absolute.
2: Oh, okay. No, I'm just no. no, no, no I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying is, like the actual like. Train of thought that goes to those articles, like that's that's gotcha. not all okay. new, like Roger. groundbreaking in that way. Obviously, it is a groundbreaking yeah. movie that you know is fantastic, and people will will go to see it. It's already five hundred million plus, by the way. Like, let me nuts. let me
0: interjecting, let me get into my snot because yeah. I think and that, this that was my the that was the, the conversation rest of my snot, a little so I'm bit. Done. Yeah, uh, my snot. I'll start my snot. I have Scorsese and Aniston. So I'm gonna there's there's two different like perspectives here that are really like and I think there's a difference in the perspectives. One is really wrong, doesn't really have an argument. The other one I'll listen to, and I'll start with Aniston. Jennifer Aniston has been saying that Netflix movies. She is quoted as saying that Netflix movies are providing more depth. And, our, and, and she's saying, I want to make sure I get this quote correctly. Please, I need to hear this. And, Jarrett, you already know where I'm going yep. with this. It wasn't until the last couple of years when these streaming services were just sort of exploding with the amount of quality that I actually started to think, wow, that's better than what I just did. And when you're seeing these things that are available out there, it's just diminishing in terms of big Marvel movies or things that I'm not just asked out or things that I'm just not asked to do or really that interested in living in a green screen.
1: Isn't there a Marvel movie out there, or not Marvel? Netflix movie out there where it's about kids going camping and one of them gets their like penis cut off and they have to deal with that whole situation. Wait, what? Yeah, it's it's out there. It's a comedy movie. I saw it. I believe that. Yeah. So there's her quality. I I just like Jennifer Aniston,
0: and and this kind of carries the torch of what you're talking about here, Isaac. I think. There's two things. One, Hollywood is never gonna tell me what's good or bad. Yeah, just like Tomatoes. Plain and simple. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Way more than Hollywood. Okay. I'll back that up. Okay. Real talk. I will. I, real yeah, I real talk. That, back I think that that's because that's real people. That's real people evaluating, not like crazy weird artist guy who makes millions of you. dollars sipping kale <laughs> smoothies. Okay. That's first thing. Okay. Second point. So so Hollywood doesn't get to dictate my moral ethic. Okay. Secondly, Jennifer Aniston has a prequel to her most recent Netflix release. What is that movie called again, Jarrett? You posted in our group.
3: Oh my gosh. gosh. Just- the, um, wasn't her most recent oh one? The, the the murder mystery on the boat?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was murder mystery. That's what yeah, it's called. Murder, murder <laughs>
3: mystery.
0: Yeah, yeah. Murder mystery is getting a prequel. Like, think about this. Like, I just like. It's This is a continued bashing and a pure envy and jealous approach. And
3: let me transition into Scorsese. Hold on, he hold says, on, hold on. He, her highest grossing movie of all time, her highest grossing is Bruce Almighty. Yeah. How do you come at this? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you of all
0: people can't do it. Well, it's because she's in the new Apple show and Apple's being all artistic. She's in. She's in that good morning show and it's like, get out of here. Yeah, it's because she did Friends and she thinks she's got power. Friends, the most overrated sitcom of all time. Jiminy Christmas. Get out of here with that garbage. Oh, my gosh. So then, Mark, you and I have kind of been carrying this torch, too. So Scorsese trashed Marvel movies. He said it's it's basically like going to a theme park. He then backpedal. He didn't even backpedal when they followed up about it. He said the value of film that's like a theme park, for example, Marvel, where the theater become amusement parks, is that there's there's a different experience. As I was saying earlier, it's not cinema. It's something else. Whether you go or don't go is, is something else that we shouldn't be invaded by. And so that's a big issue. We need the theater owners to step up for that to allow theaters to show films that are narrative films. Is this guy out of touch with how theaters work? Is he out of touch with how... Like, okay, Scorsese makes incredible films. I will give him that. Oh, when it comes
1: to, does like, Does he say art, theater, or I thought he said cinema. I thought that was his whole.
0: He said, allow theaters to show films that are narrative films. No disrespect. People aren't going to artistic movies in the theaters. They aren't doing it anymore. They're going on Netflix or on demand. It's the way to go. People are going to the theater for Marvel, for Godzilla, for Joker, the numbers are there. That's that's what they're going for. I'm
3: not going to pay to go to a theater. Like, obviously, there's these great movies out there that have you know the artistic qualities that somebody like Scorsese is looking for. And like wonderful I'll, movies. Yeah, I'll and he's a wonderful director. I'll absolutely watch those movies. I'm not going to go see that in the theater. Like, I want that surround sound, nope. that big screen for something epic mm-hmm. that makes me feel like a kid. And like Marvel just. I want to go with my buddy. That. Yeah, and also give us a good story. Or I want to go line. with my child. Yep. Why why can't we have mm-hmm. both?
2: So we're we're all from kind of relatively smaller areas where a lot of theaters have what like two to four screens, right? So if you're a theater, even even if you're a bigger theater, you can you can apply this logic. If you're a theater, are you going to look at the reviews of an artistic movie and be like, "Oh man, I feel like this movie should be shown and it needs to be showcased to the world. No, you're gonna show the movie that's gonna make the most money, obviously, because they're a business and that's how businesses work.
1: Like, well, it's just like going back to the Doolittle thing. The reason why they're making a Doolittle movie after 20 years is because it's, it's IP that's been successful in right. the past. Yeah, exactly. So you bring that IP, you put someone else super famous and super famous currently is RDJ, and it's gonna make probably 300 million dollars or mm-hmm. 500 yeah. million. Just so on like his that's name why alone, you do that stuff like it that. Yeah. It's all about the money making business. That's why. And there, I think the reason why he's probably upset is like the art house type films are going to the wayside or they're going to the streaming services because no one wants to invest in a $25 million movie on something that has no IP or, you know, has no no famous person in that. So, like, that's where it's going to. So that's why it's going to the streaming service and not to the cinema anymore. The cinema is going to be big bomb movies that are just action packed or, you know, super big IP that, you know, everyone knows because that's a or point. big
0: comedians Sure big comedians, or, or really incredible drama that has three or four stars in it. And I think cinema needs to realize that the old days of we can make crappy movies and you're going to show up regardless because you don't have the internet anymore. They didn't have the internet. This is the internet's fault. And Scorsese's, Scorsese's dealing with normal people who don't want to watch artistic movies pay to go see Transformers. And yeah, do we like Zane? No. But he sees Transformers and that's his pro. that he is allowed to do that. And I just hate it. And Hollywood's so out of touch and it, it drives me nuts. It's not even from a comic book perspective. It's from a pure economical decision. I read Rotten Tomatoes to see which movie is going to be good. That is the how I choose to pay for my movies because I only have a certain amount of money I could give towards my theater budget. How is this a hard concept? But I want to but Scorsese wants me to go see his movie. And he's made some wonderful movies. One of the best movies I've ever seen. Um he made is called Silence. It's a wonderful movie. It's an incredible movie. But I am sorry. This this, this it drives me up a storm. So any anything else we want to add onto that? We just spent like 15 minutes talking about that one topic.
3: I think that's, my I gosh. Think that's
0: fine because it was on my list too. Okay, good. We beat that dead horse to death. <laughs> my gosh. Um you guys are gonna hate me for this. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth sucks. <laughs> I hated that
3: game. Yeah. Two out of you six. You were so good at it, so.
2: dude. I hated it. We're gonna get I some great clips game. out of it. I'm so pumped. Yeah,
0: I'll play a couple more times for the bit. But
3: <laughs> Max, I'll be honest. You were you were actually pretty good at that, and I was I was really impressed. That's a hard that's a hard really game to get the
0: hold of, and. Yeah, you didn't yeah, do bad. That game sucked. I hated that, and I hated that Jason would just appear. I that hated is, that. That is the most terrifying part of that about that game, for sure. It is. Uh, I watched the trailer for Jungle Cruise, starring The Rock and Emily Blunt. I give that a one out of six. What? I would rather go see Doolittle what? than that movie. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Jack, the Rock couldn't even carry it. The,
1: it's, the Rock is playing Danny DeVito.
0: No, 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 no. Jungle Cruise. You're, think, you're oh, thinking of Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Oh, my, my bad. No, this is Jungle okay. Cruise, buddy. Oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You're good. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry, guys. Breathe. I'll just go back You're over good. here. You're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't talking about that trailer.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mark, I do give that trailer a four and a half out of six. Okay, okay.
3: I'll accept that. Mark, can I ask just you? Just so you know. I, just real quick. Where did you actually get that pitchfork? Is that just sitting in your room? <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: doesn't he doesn't get, doesn't the, get bit. the bit. <laughs> he doesn't get it. He's looking uh, around. I got some good stuff. I got, some, I got some hot stuff to give. This is us started back up. Oh, my sweet Lord Jesus. This show is so damn good. It is so good. It's the one of the best written shows ever. Six out of six, all three episodes I've watched so far. Sobbed like a baby after the first episode. I love where they're going with this. This writing continues to be good. Dude, I'm serious. The writing on this show is remarkable. You have to watch this show. You've got to watch this show. What show? It sounds you guys are all rolling your eyes. I'm telling you because we, we know watch. what's coming. This is us. Yep. Yep. This, yep. Is oh, us. this is us.
2: Oh, this is us. QI roll. Yep. This is us.
0: It's a six out of six. It is one. It's already a Hall of Fame show for me. Who? who it's a you, Great show.
1: Who do you think? Uh, what's more compelling storyline? You think SmackDown this Friday or This Is Us this week?
0: Hundred percent. This is us by a mile. I don't know. Did ba- I don't Bailey even know who's Bailey on did Smackdown. a heel turn? I couldn't even tell so. you who's on SmackDown this Friday.
1: Well, you have to tune in and find out. No,
0: if you if you are somebody who's listening and you're like they're making fun of this is us, let me be the other side of this cone. Wait, wait, so you have to be be somebody who cares about this is us. Yeah, yeah. Let me be. Let me be the person that's defending this "This Is us. us You're not somebody. Was that what you're saying? Can I? No, I'm just making. I'm trying to advocate for this is us. Can I do that? No. Please. Okay. I can't with the
3: pitchfork. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Put the
0: pitchfork down and look around like you don't know. You have a pitchfork in your room. Um.
3: The
1: Transformers. This Is Us
0: will help you in a couple ways. One, it is a funny show, and it's well-written. If you like well-written shows, it's good. Two, incredible acting. Sterling K. Brown, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Milo, can't pronounce his last name. Wonderful. Do you watch his show, Jen? Um,
3: So Christian and I watched it, like, religiously for uh-huh. a very long time. And then there was kind of a uh, lull. I can't remember in the second season. Probably season Two and a half. It, yeah. it was it was pretty meh, and so we dropped off and we've been meaning to get back into it because we've heard good things. You gotta get back but, in, man. No, I I'll back up Max on this. This is a fantastic Now that they've show. set
0: a deadline, now that they've set a deadline for this is how far we're going, they're killing it. Um Same storytelling style as Lost. I got I got a I'll say that. I got
1: a question. So it has good writing, right? You said that? Yes. So there's some can Are
0: ma- you are you gonna make a WWE joke? Yes, I am. You're setting yourself <laughs> yes. up right here for a WWE. Okay, I am All right, keep on then. Okay, have at okay, it. Okay, okay. Yep. yep. Good. Ready. Good. Ready. Yep, okay. Some yep. comedic moments. No, it does not have Vince McMahon.
1: It does have comedic moments, though. Yes. Does it have some serious moments. <laughs> is Is there some action-packed scenes? Is there some drama? Not really, some, actually. There, I mean, is, there's a couple. There's
0: There's a couple. Oh, well, Sylvester of action Stallone
3: in there. I
1: mean,
0: yeah, Stallone. Stallone sneaks in. Okay. Oh gosh, yeah, that was the lull period. So,
1: so they have guest stars you that are wrong. famous, right? Mm-hmm. I think you'd like SmackDown then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got him. Go watch This Is Us. Six Box. out of six. It's a top five show to me. Um, according to Dark Horizons, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air is potentially going to get rebooted. No, I actually no, like this news. No. I'm excited okay, about Okay, what this is this no. reboot, though?
2: Is it a new actor playing Will Smith's role, or is it Will Smith coming back to yeah, reprise his role? is it,
1: it a re- reimagining, or is it a reboot? That's
2: too big. Here we thing. go. Because if it's Will Smith coming back, pulling I'll give it a art. shot. I'm pulling the article. If up. it is not Dark Horizons,
0: Garth Franklin says it's reportedly developing a spin-off of the iconic '90s sitcom Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, it will launch Smith's career as an actor. The rapper played a fictional. It's what it's what launched him, and it will be about no further details.
3: If it's if it's if it's an older, I thought I thought I thought <laughs> and it did no that further it was, details. If if it's <laughs> yeah, an older like, Fresh yeah, yeah, Prince. No um Raising a similar, you know what I mean. Like if, if that's here's the thing. Go ahead. Here's the reason this is good. He to here. Here's the Back good. to South One.
1: Philadelphia to get
3: some street cred.
1: Oh my god. Couple gosh. things.
0: Okay, Mark. That's oh. enough out of oh, you. Oh, this will knock be a good off, movie. Okay? Oh. Two things. Okay, you'll be like, this, "This is, is us,", us. <laughs> but don't go after. Don't go after Fresh Prince. Okay, slow your roll. Okay, and his it will be Blair. like a
1: hard guy that's like tough and stuff that like teaches. So him hold street. on. What's
0: your ranking of 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 the Fresh Prince?
1: Of fresh like the potential no rebotants. not
0: press French I'm asking for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Fresh
1: Prince cream Fresh you want my rating of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yeah, yes, I'm literally waiting for
0: 10 <laughs> seconds for Where's your rating a
1: pitchfork in my room where are you guys see that <laughs> just oh would you just God.
0: do the rating so I can move on
1: five, 5 out of 6 I love it yeah exactly
0: so don't <laughs> act like you don't like it everybody likes Fresh Prince yeah. A reboot's good. I don't care if Will Smith's in it or not. It's good. No, I give it a six I, out of six. That's good news. I
3: I, I don't. Th- if Will Smith's not in it, I'm out.
0: He's producing it.
3: That's all you need. But we've had so many bad reboots, and like, like Will Smith, I think we will do it justice. But oh man, it's it's gonna be a hard sell for me. I'm so tired of reboots.
0: Give it to me. Um, the good place. The Good Place is a couple episodes in. I think uh, four episodes in now, three episodes in. This is another great, well-written show. Really nice short episodes. Um, if you've never watched The Good Place, it's about a woman who played by... Uh, oh, Christ, Kristen what's Bell. her name. Kristen Bell, thank you. Kristen Bell dies and goes to The Good Place, and shenanigans ensue, and you just kind of find out more and more, and it's a really great um What's the word I'm trying to say? Great strong mythology, um, great characters, and some cool stuff that happens in it. So I'll give you just that. If you haven't watched The Good Place, it's a wonderful show. If you're a philosophical person, like to have philosophical depth thinking, watch this show. I give it a five and a half out of six. If you like shrimp, watch this show. If you like shrimp... This is a great show for you. If you like the Jacksonville Jaguars, first off, stop listening. We don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> but they have great...
1: You stop alienating the Infinity Bros universe with your stuff?
0: <laughs> if you like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have a great Jacksonville Jaguars bit. That goes on for the whole series, so it's good. And then finally, I've watched uh, the show Hello Privilege. It's me, Chelsea, a uh, Chelsea Handler documentary about white privilege. A couple things about this. Um...
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I well, I open up
0: that bo- box. Here we go. Um, a couple should, things are about you sure this you show.
1: You want to talk about that? You know, being in your titled position and stuff.
0: <laughs> yes, I have white privilege. As, yes, a, I as do. a one person. Um, oh, that's the joke. Okay, here we go. Here funny. Pitch, um, pitchfork
1: and stuff. Hashtag. <laughs> yes, I, I
0: really pitchfork. think this is a this is a great example um, of two things. One, somebody realizing that they probably shouldn't be making the documentary. Um, Chelsea Handler goes around and makes this documentary and I just don't think she was the person to do it from the documentary perspective. I would have liked another person to narrate it. I don't know who that would have been. It just didn't feel like a good fit for her to be the one doing it. Um, a little too, she would meet with people of color and she would be a little just too jokey with them about these serious conversations. And granted, authenticity is really crucial when you're having these conversations about unity and reconciliation. But I really felt like she kind of played it more as a joke than she should have. And then on the flip side, whenever she'd meet with um, white people and talk about the concept of white privilege, it was kind of like um, it was kind of like a mock, not a mockumentary. It was kind of like, you know, when interviewers go around and they intentionally interviewed stupid people. She kind of does that a little bit in this one. And I don't I, while the concept, i I am very fascinated with learning more about it. I love learning more perspective. in my job, these are conversations we have all the time because we work with youth ministries. And so I actually watched um a great um talk by Christina Cleveland, who writes some pretty fascinating books about this subject. And I just felt like this this documentary, has some really great stuff to chew on in terms of information and perspective. I just did not like the person leading me through the story and through the documentary. So I'm going to give this one a four out of six just because Chelsea Handler just, she just rubs me the wrong way. And even she's talking to some people and they're kind of telling her like, what are you going to do? You're just, you're just a privileged white person doing this, yada, yada, yada. And I really felt like, I really felt like another person could have done this more eloquently I, I I applaud her for trying. I applaud her for talking about the issue, and I applaud her for kind of going. Her attempt was to go on both sides. If you watch this, it's on Netflix. Um, whether you have zero to like no I, uh, pro concepts of this um, idea, or if you're like very much into the world of um, social justice, and this is a this is just a fascinating thing that you're you're big in this stuff. I would strongly, strongly suggest watching this. I think it's a great watch, regardless of what side you're on. I think it's going to provide excellent perspective and hopefully good conversation. And um, I think Chelsea Handler did succeed in that. I just would have maybe liked somebody else. But really funny interview with Kevin Hart and another comedian, I don't remember her name at the top of my head, um, at the beginning, uh, that kind of starts this off and sets this really, for me, awkward tone. But for others, it might be a very welcoming tone. So... I would suggest that. I give it a 4 out of 6. Hello, Privilege. It's me, Chelsea. You can check that out on Netflix right now. So, Mark, we'll go to you.
1: Oh, it's my turn? Make sure you don't have like 4 oh, five I'm sorry. You
0: don't have your pitchfork? You don't have your pitch, work? You don't have
1: your pitch work out? <laughs> Alright. So, going on to... I just have a, a short snot because a rumor that I heard listening to a podcast. A different podcast besides ours. You know, because I venture out besides... A, <laughs> yeah, there's other podcasts, guys. Yeah, it's insane. So this was on. It was a Kevin Smith podcast. I've written down. I see the. I want to say it was Smodcast. Um, no, it was not. Well, anyways, the rumor was. Um, and this has come from Kevin Smith, who like you know has intel on people at Disney or at DC, that uh, Warner Brothers or AT and T or whoever like kind of is the parent company of everything. There has been rumors that they're going to stop publication of DC Comics. So that was my snot. So, why? Yeah, financial reasons. Like, it just doesn't make money or something like that. It was something he just touched on it for like a second. I was like, would they
0: just do it digitally? Would they, like, how would they do that? Because that's
1: kind of what he went into is like, they'll probably just rely all digitally. So, like, you won't have any, like, hard copies anymore. Like, that's
0: not a bad strategy. Sure. I think that's all right.
1: So, like, you know, that might be the future where you get DC comics just on, like, Comixology or something like that. Um, and then moving on to my my hot, I gotta I gotta shout out Big Mouth season three. If uh, you want prep... Depra- what's your rating of it? Oh, what's man, your rating of six it? Six out of six. If you want yeah. more depravity and you know indecency and hilarity and all the good stuff that comes with crazy animation stuff, go watch yourself some Big Mouth.
0: You're not gonna find a show, a podcast that's gonna go from. A movie about white privilege <laughs> to Big Mouth, <laughs> and give and give them both glowing reviews. You're just not gonna see it. That's what you get here in the Infinity... This is the Infinity Brews universe.
3: We're a mixed bag.
1: That's what makes us we special, just, Max. That's why we're each special, it, no matter it's, what it's you tell us. It's about
0: all we us. got. That's about all we got going for us. <laughs> that
1: and Everyone. WWE. Oh, that's about and, it. And my hot <laughs> talking about wrestling. Is that? Oh oh boy! Here we go. It's not the WWE, but AEW Dynamite, which is the Wednesday night show (laughs) on TNT at seven o'clock Central (laughs) Time. Did
0: they just put Dynamite at the end of it
3: to make it sound better?
1: Hell yeah, brother! Sunday,
3: Sunday, Sunday. Wednesday, (laughs) Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday.
1: The the segment (laughs) I wanted to touch on that was on the last week's AEW Dynamite. Was which is a non scripted <sighs> version of wrestling show where SmackDown and Raw are scripted? That wait, hold on. Symptoms. There's no way this
3: is, yeah, this is there's no way this is
1: not scripted. AEW's not scripted, it's a non scripted wrestling yes, show. Yes, it is. It's so it's, UF, it's, so it's UFC. Get out of here with that. It is UFC, Jared. Watch it, trust oh. me. Mark, get the no, heck I'm out curi- of here. Hey, with okay, that but crap.
0: Now hey, when, you,
1: when you guys watch a handful of episodes. You can come, you can You've me. made me watch a handful of episodes. You've never, no, you. no, 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 no. I've come no, over on, to no, watch timeout. several times. No, 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 no. You've never watched Max, EW
0: Dynamite. <laughs> Sorry, thank you.
1: I've watched myself some This Is Us, and that's why I ridicule you. But you, Oh you my gosh,
0: you have not watched This Is Us. Well, Stop you're that. You're going to assume I have not.
1: Anyways, I want to get into my hot part. We can argue about this later off mic. So during one of the unscripted promos uh y'all know Chris Jericho formed a new stable in the aew and called out some people in in wwe and the fans loved it and every wrestling fan loved it so that's I just wanted to shout that out that's that's what I wanted to do because I thought that was hot that's all I got about that we're just gonna sit awesome.
0: here in silence yep uh, no no we're, we're just glad right. it's over now jared Jer- right. go ahead
3: yep yeah, screw me right yeah, thank you. Uh, so you guys actually took quite a bit of my stuff here. Um, one of my biggest snots. You're was, gonna talk about AEW? Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> my biggest snot was AEW. No, um, <laughs> my biggest snot was uh, Scorsese and Jennifer Aniston, and I think we, we we gave that plenty of time. Um, but my next one was gonna be uh, this the whole issue with the NBA and Blizzard and everything going on with Hong Kong. So if you're not in the know, um, there were some comments that went out publicly about uh, the way China is handling Hong Kong, you know, which is a huge issue. And I think we're becoming more and more aware of it here in the West, but people have used their platforms to speak out on behalf of Hong Kong and the people there. And almost unanimously when it's big companies involved, they've really clapped back and said, you know, we're going to throw our weight behind China. We're worried about, And, and, and not even like, in so many words but the undertone is always like we need to protect our dollar in china china's the market that we're worried about um and the thing that really caught my attention was there was a a hearthstone player who had his earnings stripped away from winning a tournament and the two interviewers who interviewed him after the tournament were fired because he expressed support for hong kong protests now this guy's from hong kong um and this blew up i mean if you had twitter or reddit the past couple days like this was all over the place. And it's interesting because we saw we saw two public statements go out. One of them was to the Chinese demographic. And it was very much in support of China and saying that the reason that such a punishment came across was because he was speaking ill of China. And then several days went by. And then I believe it was last night we got a statement. Or no, it was Friday. Friday we got a statement. Finally, from Blizzard that said, this has nothing to do with Hong Kong. This has nothing to do with China. It's just that he spoke politics in this open platform in this interview. And so the 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 dissonance that occurs here when you have two very opposite press releases go out, one to a Chinese market, one to a Western market, and to still sit here and say that this has nothing to do with China is the most bizarre thing to me. Um, and, and this is... This is happening in the NBA. It's happening with uh, Blizzard and Activision. Um, It's happened with Apple. And it's it's interesting that these corporations are not realizing the public backlash. Like, yes, they're going to save face in China, but the Western market is going nuts right now over this. And us as individuals, like we're looking at this and saying, like, how do you not realize how tone deaf this is? That you're sitting here and these are the companies that tout how, how much they're in support of LGBTQ communities and how much they care about, you know, uh, just all these different social issues. And then they're going to say, well, well, hold on. Don't come after China because that's where our funding comes from. That's where the money is. Right. Yeah. At the end of
1: the day, they care most about money. And that's that's what people got to realize. Jared, I think a
0: part of, and, and I'm going to step in a little bit here, but like Steve Kerr has really dropped the ball yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I think of all the people that have really like I, I've admired Steve Kerr for a while of how he's just he's kind of gone toe to toe with the president a little bit and whether you do agree or disagree I, I I've found Steve Kerr to be pretty pretty impressive with some of his beliefs and, and this just like total backpedal like nope you're done dude it was so you're done and
3: it, it it was so like uncharacteristic for people who've been following it for such a long time and, yeah. and Steve Kerr was always mm-hmm. one to be. I don't want to say a voice of reason because not everybody cares. Like, he like, was,
0: yeah. He was always the one to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And so it was so bizarre to me. And like, I'm a huge rockets fan and and it's interesting to see like everything coming out of that, that China is absolutely refusing to support the rockets. Um, So bizarre to me, just, just the way that this is being handled. And I, and I wonder, you know, with when this is going to come to a head and eventually, obviously it will come to a head. What, what this looks like for those corporations down the line. You know what I mean? When, when when the dust is settled, when the after effects are done, and either Hong Kong has gotten what they've been set out to, you know, get their rights, and uh, hopefully somewhere down the line, uh, Taiwan is represented as well, or the vice versa, you know, China does prove to be this unstoppable power. Uh, either way, you don't really want to be on China's side of history right now. And it's just, oh, it's so it's so much to take in um so yeah big big snot for me um from blizzard and activision i i love call of duty mobile i thought it was amazing i can't play it right now because i don't want to support these companies i i just reinstalled overwatch last week and i i can't play it because I, I i don't feel good supporting a company that would do something like this and not understand why the fans are upset over it um
0: Shame on the NBA for being all about social justice when the reality is, is they're all about the people of color. Yeah, it's it's for they're about people. They are about they are specifically privatizing. They are only about one specific group of people. And yes, is that group of people important? You bet. But if you're going to be about human rights, you got to be about all of them. And I just I find Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich to be laughable and their stances are they're They're irrelevant to me now they they're, they're relevant it's it's ridiculous hypocritical and shame on the nba absolute shame on them i i'm just i'm sick as a lakers fan sick about it
3: isaac mark any so. thoughts on this before i move to my what's hot
0: mark put your pitchfork down I mean, there's no something that
3: would come
1: in like, oh no, Jared! They're all they're right. They're all about money. <laughs> <funny, don't you?" laughs> no, no, no! You're
0: good. You're good. I'm just i kidding.
1: love Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw you guys! The Chinese are
3: right. Yeah,
0: yeah, Mark, what did you think before we go to the top five? What did you think of um, um, the South Park guy? With oh his my fake god, that was so to, to good! Did you hear about this? It was phenomenal. It was can, so can, Jared, can you pull it up and read Hold it? Hold
3: on, yeah. Let me grab that. I'm gonna talk about my hot while I look for that, though.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, you look. Well, hold on. You look for that. I'll describe the letter. and Then you read it. So, Mark, actually, you you explain the letter, Mark. You're the big. No, South no. Park
3: you, you 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 explain it. You
1: got it. I'm, okay.
0: So it's is it Matt Parker is his name? Yep. Or no, Trey Parker. Matt Parker. Trey Parker. Trey Parker. So they were get they were somebody was getting on South Park. I have no idea who it was. But they were getting on South Park because they were making an episode about China and it got out in the midst of all of that's been going on. And so because people have been apologizing or kind of been being um, quiet about certain topics, he sent a joking uh, satirical apology letter that basically calls China's leader a direct lookalike to Winnie the Pooh. I gotcha. Here it is. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. So read this Jared. He
3: said, like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. We too love money more than freedom and democracy. Xi does not look like Winnie the Pooh at all. Tune in to our 300th episode this Wednesday at 10. (laughs) Long live the great communist party of China. May this autumn sorghum harvest be bountiful. We good now, China. (laughs) Also, I probably butchered every single one of those, but that's so good. Oh gosh, it's so good, brilliant! Just like they're irreverent. who you think in
0: in a, in a oh, world so in the world we live in that the South Park guys are the ones that are they're holding the their voice
3: ground. of reason? Yeah, what kind of think world about are that? We that's
0: ridiculous.
3: In. Oh man,
0: they are the ones standing. We live their in a ground. society, Props guys. To South Park. We Live in a
2: society.
3: <laughs> Thank you. All right, can I? Uh, I'm gonna do my hot real quick, and then we can do top five. It'll be it'll be short and sweet. Um, so I started a. Uh, board game club with my high school this uh last week and i we went out and got a bunch of you know the standard board games we got tickets to ride we got a few others and um these kids show up and the first question i get asked is like hey do you know anything about dungeons and dragons which to me like <laughs> <laughs> i was like heck yeah but then and jared it, got around i was like oh uh, well that's that but um no so i was like how cool is it that like you know, this has become such an accepted part of culture that, like, these kids came in unashamed and like, hey, let's do this thing where we can build a community together, uh, build social sk- skills. And, like, to me, that was so cool, the reach of this. And then they, they started talking about how, like, I said, well, how do you guys know about this? You know, where did you guys learn about Dungeons and & Dragons? And for a lot of them, it was, like, Twitter, Critical Role, and stuff like that. And um, Joe Meganello, Help me out with this. Maganella? What's his last name?
2: Maganella? Maganella. <laughs> Meganello, um,
3: Meganello, <laughs> and and seeing like that this is such a for something and like obviously we're all Christians on this podcast. Um, this was something that like as a kid I was told this is horrible. You got to stay away from this. Um, we've been to like I went to Pentecostal churches here and there when I was a kid, and like this is something we're like, oh, you're you if you listen to D and D podcast, you're going to hell and you're demon possessed. Well, I, don't they say
1: that because like in the starter manual they actually use satanic like, um,
3: spells and stuff like that no, so, in the original. So here's the whole thing and here's what it boils so, down to. So, I mean, to. like,
1: if, if that's original,
3: then I see, like, like I get their point. The the old, one of the old D&D manuals had a picture on the front of this demon, right? And the picture was these adventurers going to, into this, this tomb to fight this demon. But people saw that cover and like, oh, clearly like this is satanic worship. And then there was a young man in college who committed suicide And the parents are devoutly religious and they come to the priest and they say, like, there's got to be some reason why this happened to our son. He said, oh, absolutely. What did they find in his in his apartment? Oh, D&D manuals were one of them. So like, oh, clearly that's what caused him to commit suicide. It wasn't the severe depression. It wasn't all these other things. D&D invited these demons into his home and, and he committed suicide because of it. absolutely absolutely not but so like the whole it's nice to see yeah it's nice to see that like he's gone we're done all right that's it i've been snapped no i i just think it's cool to see how far this like culture has spread and that we're kind of over the satanic panic of um you know days gone past I, I just, that was my hottest. I think it's really cool that like these kids know about it and they're so excited to build this community community together and, and do this together socially where um, I think if you were to try to do this, you know, even 10 years ago, that would have been the worst thing in the world and the school would have came, came down hard on me. But like people are cool with it now.
2: Is, is it their first time playing or have some of them played before?
3: Um, none of them have played before. There was one kid who stopped by who has expressed interest and I think he might know more about d and than I do, which is kind of impressive. But um, no, the, the ones who are specifically playing right now have never never even touched a, a player's manual. Nice. So, That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Did you have to get the school's approval to um, I didn't, play
3: d and D? I didn't ask anybody, which I guess better to rebel for forgiveness than ask for permission. <laughs> I did put in for some, for some books and dice and stuff, and um, I'm still waiting to hear... F- back from that so i think they know that we're doing D. given your
0: community you should be okay you should be okay yeah, on people that people
3: are pretty accepting here i think one of the perks of living on a yeah, i don't think going be is an issue like, for you people are really open and and they're you know they're they're cool to try some of this stuff so
0: fun that's awesome what a what a cool opportunity for those kids yeah man i'm all about it sweet are, are you good jared
3: I'm good. that's my that's my hot and it's
0: let's get into the top five the be- we're going at in three... Infinity Bros. Two... Top five... One... List... Starts now. This week on the Top Five, we have our Top Five Star Wars characters. As people are still eagerly waiting for the final Star Wars Episode Nine trailer, we wanted to break down our five favorite characters. We're going... To start with you, Mark.
1: Me? Are you sure? You might
3: get mad at oh, me. Oh, I'm.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I would have said somebody else if I wasn't sure. Oh,
3: that's, that's true. So, how many oh. do we have in our top five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: well, Mark's it gonna have all Mark. It depends on Mark. He sets the tone.
3: <laughs>
1: I haven't had more than five. I
2: have so many honorable mentions.
1: Who had thirteen? Did someone have thirteen? You did. Like you had week? thirteen. No. It was no.
2: you. You literally counted last no, week and I, you said you had 13. I
1: did, but I didn't mention any of them because you guys. Was it, wasn't there someone Kay. else who
3: did that thing? <laughs>
0: Just... <laughs> who else who I can up for having a pitchfork? <laughs> <My mock. laughs> who could it be?
1: I don't get I don't why you guys pick on me. I never pick on any of you guys. Oh, my so, gosh. Anyway. Anyways, my top five. <laughs> Grow up, bro. Uh, well, you grow up first, and then I'll catch up, because we have to follow you. You're going to tell me that I'm wrong? <laughs> you are wrong, me that I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> all right, so my number five is, uh, he's a Jedi. His name is, uh, I always butcher his name, so if you know it, help me out. But he's uh, Plo Koon. He's one of the Jedi Council. No, you're you right. You see him in, you see him in, uh, you see him perish in Revenge of the Sith. And I think I first started liking him because originally i think in the comics he had a yellow lightsaber and you know yellow being my favorite color that's what drew me to him back in the day so the one with the mask yeah yeah because he's like uh aquatic so he has to wear like a or yeah
3: whatever
2: he's not aquatic things
3: um actually he's not aquatic (laughs) actually (laughs) (laughs) thanks (laughs) jerry
2: Zane just comes
0: out of nowhere. Oh, actually. I
1: just checked Google and uh, you're wrong.
0: I love that we're making fun of nerds, even though like we are literally on a nerd podcast. As we have a like, top five Star Wars
1: list. <laughs> All right.
0: And you started off with a guy I've never heard of. Sure. I love it.
1: But he's in the movies. My number four, who's not in any movie, and just recently got canonized again, Dash Rendar. And I love me some Shadows of the Empire and give me Dash, Dash Rendar and the Outrider and Boba Fett battle. Mm, perfection.
0: Dude, I literally have no idea what you just said till Boba Fett battle.
3: Did you not play any of the old Star Wars games? No, oh,
0: dude. man. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not the biggest. I'm kind of the worst Star Wars fan That's, here.
3: Uh, okay, well.
0: And there's no kind of about it. True. I am.
1: My number three, and Max will know this person, um, Emperor Palpatine. The <laughs> Max, tr- will, know, the true Max will know this person. <laughs> The true heel in the in the Star Wars universe. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. Um. Also, another one, another one. Max will know because it's more recent and it's in our time. So, like, he has to know because kids talk about it. Probably Kylo Ren, big oh fan. Oh my of gosh, Kylo Ren. he is. Why he's one of my favorite. Why not?
0: You've been a Kylo Ren fan from day one. I have. Like you hadn't I've, even seen a movie.
1: I did You hadn't
3: even seen a movie, and you were all on him. I was bought
1: in on all of Ky- Kylo Ren stuff. I think it's just, and i have Is, Is it the daddy issues? Is
3: it the daddy issues?
2: Not that he knows of. I mean,
1: I think it's like the character development we get out of him and the type of character he is, where he's broken and stuff. But maybe it is just a teardrop spot under Bark's eye. It's worse when Jared makes fun of me. I just because like I actually care about him. I'm sorry. And I would buddy. never. Sorry, i would buddy. never do anything to Jared. <laughs>
3: Are you and my number one go home and listen to Death Cab for Cutie?
1: No, we listen to like The Cure because <laughs> we're go. old school All and right. stuff. Uh, my number one, who will also be a character Max will not know. And you do get a glimpse of him in Empire Strikes Back, and he's a bounty hunter, and his name is Dengar. My man! And he is literally my favorite Star Wars character in all of Star Wars. Being a bounty hunter, being, like, cyborg, his big-ass rifle, he's also in the bounty hunter books that, you know, Dude, if you collected I back remember in the 90s or early 1000s. I remember reading those, like,
2: back when, when we yeah. were in elementary school, like, I remember reading those, those were awesome. Yeah.
1: And that is my top Dude, five, I, and I have no I'm honorable so mentions n- because screw honorable mentions. Only wussies have honorable <laughs> mentions.
0: All right, I'll remember that for the future. Let's save that soundbite. Um, Mark, that was
3: awesome. I'm proud of you. I'm
0: I'm clearly the most basic of the four of us on this uh, list. Han
3: Solo, Princess
1: Leia, C-3PO, R2D2, and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> uh,
0: there's a couple of those on my list. Hey, be nice, okay? <laughs> I was nice to you. I didn't attack your daddy. Are you issues. kidding you me?
1: To to you attacked me during AEW, and I almost cried. <laughs> and I couldn't find the pitchfork to throw at you. Look,
0: I would never go after AWE. I would never do that. Okay. Um, my number five is Ray. Yeah, I'm just gonna do the list real quick. as I said, five is Ray. Four is Yoda. Three is Han Solo. Two is R2D2. One is Darth Vader. Go ahead, Isaac. R2D2.
1: <laughs> R2D2.
0: I'm all about R2D2. What can I say?
1: I, I said, go on.
2: I can't. I can even. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like R2D2. What can I say? I like him more than I like Luke Skywalker. All right. So my list, actually, I have mostly uh, original characters in here. Um, there's one that's not that that Max might might scratch his head about, but all the rest of them, he'll he'll probably know. So, uh, I I only watched the movies once, and then I say, oh, that was a good movie. All right moving on uh five <laughs> five is general grievous i've always loved him as a character and he's just really cool and I've, i like that he's not just your typical villain like he's like super cowardly on the inside really like he'd, he'd rather fight if he has to but if there's a possible way for him to escape he's gonna do that so he's he's always been one of my favorite and like he's got four arms and four lightsabers. I mean, like that's pretty epic. You can't really go wrong with a ton of lightsabers. So, Grievous has always been one of my favorite. And side note, he is epic in Star Wars Battlefront 2. Like, he is so cool in that in that uh, video game. Anyways, number four is uh, Max. Just just to warn you, you might not know who this character is. So just, just a heads up. I've oh, okay. Out, okay. Dude. Okay. You okay all right. Anything. All right. You, you, so you got this. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at my, okay. Okay. So number we four, I'm so out of this. Number one. four is Cad Bane. And he's my just, man. he is, yeah. he is like, he's my favorite bounty hunter ever. And there's, I mean, honestly, this was kind of a hard list because I have a lot of people that I, I wanted to put on here. And some a lot of them are bounty hunters. And Cad Bane is just the best one out of all of them for sure. So he is number four in my list. Number three is Chewbacca. I think he just made a huge impression on on me as a kid watching the original trilogy, and I I just really like how he just doesn't care what other people think of him. He's just gonna do his own thing. And um, Han like thinks that he's running the show, but really Chewie's like he's he's the one that really knows what's going on. Um, number two is Darth Vader because he's just your classic iconic, probably one of the most well-known villains in in the US of all time. Um, in the he, US
3: of all time, nice.
2: In the US of all time, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I would struggle to say worldwide. I mean, he's definitely one of the most well-known worldwide, but definitely more in the US than than everywhere else. So, um, but he's just your classic, like villain and I love the kind of the redemption arc that he comes to at the end of the original trilogy that you know he kind of had the good in him all the time and um, Luke kind of you know realizes that and it's just a really cool story and and he's just like I love how everybody is just afraid of him and everybody's afraid of the emperor but everybody's afraid of the emperor because they have no idea what the heck he can do and he's he's just like this mystical like mysterious figure they're afraid of darth vader because he scares the bejesus out of people by just force choking them and just being super intimidating in general so the the end of rogue one dude like totally
3: solidified for that for me but there's also that i think you shared it the other day it's from one of the darth vader comics where he's like Yes. I'm only I'm sorry. Yes. yeah, I'm that's by a, dead men Yeah, yeah, that's cowards as whatever. Zane
2: shared it. It was one of his favorite oh, uh, so comic good. book panels, but yeah, that's he shared it before and that's so epic and it's just it's so fitting of his character that he just he knows he's a badass and he's not going to he's not going to let anybody make him think differently basically. Um and then my number one of all time is maybe a little boring but Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's always, like, and it's the Ewan Gregor um, prequel trilogy, Obi-Wan Kenobi, that I, his character is just so, uh, I don't know, something draws me to him all the time. And when I'm watching the original trilogy, he's, like, what I can pick out of every single movie that is my, well, maybe not The Phantom Menace, but definitely Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. He is definitely my favorite character in those two movies. And, I just, I just love basically everything about him that he's got just kind of this charm, this wit. Um, he, he kind of, he's just very strategic. He knows what he's doing. Um, and then he, you know, in the clone wars becomes basically kind of the commanding, uh, general. And he, he just is a really cool dude in the, in that series as well. So Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite and that's what I got to say. Who's who's up next? Is it Jarrett? The only one left? Jarrett's the number one Star Wars fan out of all of us, probably. So it's fitting that you're the last one, I feel like.
3: So number five was going to be, it was going to be Bosk. It was either going to be Bosk or this character, which is Count Dooku. Um, both of them are really good. I can't do honorable mentions now because Mark totally called me out. So I'm going to put them both as number five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go, Jared. I think they're both like really good, compelling villains. So I'll, put, I'll throw them both up there um number four is captain rex uh if you haven't seen um the clone wars what the heck are you doing go watch it um but also like he he reprises his role i shouldn't say he because it's a fictional character but he comes back um spoilers a little bit in um uh oh my gosh guys i'm blanking rebels um and it's great his his reveal and everything is awesome uh him post order 66 is amazing um Number three is Cad Bane, because Cad Bane's the best bounty hunter there is. Let's not even get into the argument there. Um, number two is Dr. Afra, who you guys probably don't recognize her because she only exists in the comic books right now. And I believe she has some novels out, um, but is a really cool character. And those, if you don't read any other uh, Marvel Star Wars comics, go read Dr. Afra. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, check it out. And the number one Star Wars character of all time who really should be in the movies, but I don't know if she ever will be, is Ahsoka. Um, again, if you've never seen Clone Wars, go watch it. She also reprises her role in Rebels. And will be reprising
2: the... her role for season six that is coming on Disney Plus this year.
3: Yeah. that Honestly, it, if you throw all the Marvel stuff out the window... I would still buy Disney Plus for Star Wars for for Clone Wars yeah, for dude. Rebels for all you know, that. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. all in on it. Is so. there
1: rumors that in Rise of the Skywalker Ahsoka is going
3: to be in it? Have you heard that I've, stuff? I I've heard that. I don't think it's ever been like confirmed ever anywhere, but people are saying like, "Oh, it's there's stirrings of this." Um if that happens, oh man, dude, like true blue Star Wars fans will go nuts over it. I think I think that would save uh this most recent trilogy for me. That's my top five.
2: That's a good top five. I like it.
3: That's the way things go.
2: <laughs> With the Infinity Bros. Mark,
3: thank you uh, Thank
0: you for coming on.
2: Uh, you were on, you for were on an coming.
0: okay amount of behavior. I'd give you a four out of six for behavior this episode.
1: Oh, thanks, Max. Max that means a you lot. You your
0: moments. For the most part, you were good.
1: Thank you. I love you, too.
0: Isaac, I give your Star Wars top five a six Ooh. out of six. Because I didn't understand it, and I'm assuming that most of it was good. <laughs>
2: Well, you should have listened to Jarrett's. That really would have confused you if you think mine did. Oh, I checked out so
0: hard <laughs> when I heard Jarrett's. I was like, oh, I'm just going to trust know? that Jarrett's not making up names did right now. Did you know now. anyone
3: on my list?
2: No, dude. He didn't even like, listen legitimately, to Jarrett's. He was he he like, wasn't hey, gonna I'm just
3: going to say
0: gobbledygook. I need you guys to just agree with me, okay? <laughs> and I wouldn't know the difference. I wouldn't know the difference. So, And, Jarrett, I would give um, your list a two out of six because I don't think it was in English. That's fair. <laughs> Glad you're here. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Hey, and we thank you, the listener, for listening to this episode. We're so grateful that you were listening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. We hope you have a wonderful week. Uh, we will see you on the next episode. This is episode 20. We'll see you on episode 21. Have a great, safe week. We love you, 3000. We'll see ya. Bye.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at
3: gmail.com.